0: Development Bank of Canada. A 2018 study revealed that approximately 44,700 Canadians had started a new business. The highest number we had seen in over a decade at the time. However, with COVID now very much part of our consciousness in our business, entrepreneurial and everyday life, it's becoming more and more essential that young entrepreneurs especially be given some prudent financial advice in order to stay afloat. Tracy Bissett is a financial coach who educates young entrepreneurs on how to live their financial life with confidence. She join me this week, the talk about those tools to the trade for first-time entrepreneurs to live a fruitful financial future as they begin their businesses and how they can successfully recover from covid Are you ready for an interactive and engaging discussion? I know I am. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. Yes, from one Canadian to another. Tracy, I welcome you to the program. And I'm excited to talk about uh, uh, financial fitness for young entrepreneurs with you this morning. So great to be with you this morning. And thanks for uh, getting up early uh, to be with me today. It's most appreciated. You are welcome. So Tracy, I know that you work with young entrepreneurs for them to find their financial confidence and for them to start their business on the right financial foot. So I'll start you off by simply asking you what do you think the keys are to making sure young entrepreneurs uh, start off their business journey with confidence?
1: Uh, So number one, it's uh, recognizing that as the business owner, you're responsible for the financial piece of the business. And so usually people start businesses no matter what age, because they're super passionate at whatever they do. Um, But it's key to to take control of that financial side. Uh, So having that in mind, and I always advocate for doing a business plan up front, so you can validate your idea in the market that the people you want to sell it to want it. And number two, that they will pay. amounts that you want and so that financial piece comes into play because a lot of times entrepreneurs will uh, not charge very much because they're they're concerned about what will people say um, will they pay that much and it brings up lots of uh, questions around worth when we when we get into the pricing
0: proof of concept is very important isn't it
1: Absolutely. So, I
0: also know that you're a, a prof, you're a, you teach at Colonial College in the business uh, department. So I'm also curious to ask you about connecting with students on the importance of financial literacy. How, how important do you think uh, it is for young entrepreneurs to know where their money is going and uh, How does your position as an educator affect the way you work with your clients?
1: Uh, so I'm at Centennial College in Scarborough it's really fun I'm helping students become financial planners so to go out and help people um, do the very same kind of thing I, I'm not a planner myself but certainly have lots of experience in banking uh, so a couple of the keys like when you go on to post-secondary there's a lot of opportunity uh, for debt to be taken on because you have to pay for your schooling some way so people are doing it through a combination of jobs they might be getting scholarships or bursaries which are an overlooked most often, and then they're taking on student debt. So understanding um, how much debt am I going to take on how might I pay it back. Uh, The other thing we typically see is credit cards come into play. And so um, students are are very excited to get credit cards, often without understanding that it's something you have to pay back and that it can actually have an impact on your credit score and impact your life going forward. Um, So for me, it's all about, again, getting that education piece, asking questions, uh, not signing up or signing for things that you don't understand. I've actually had the situation a few times where students have come to me and told me about their friends who have co-signed for car loans for with other students and so that kind of stuff they, they weren't really understanding what was happening when they were signing for that because it was either their friend or someone they were in love with and um, so trying to educate people around that is super important and so I, I draw on those experiences that I'm having and the stories they share with me when I'm working with clients or I'm talking on my podcast Young Money um, to to just raise awareness about things that can be happening, especially at that age.
0: And I'm curious uh, to also ask you the importance of human connection and humanizing stories. As you just mentioned, it helps you uh, create a relationship with your students and those uh, uh, people that you teach, but I'm also curious to uh, get your opinion on how it helps you with, with the people that you coach in, in terms of building that human connection as well.
1: Yeah, I think it's easy to, to think about things as it doesn't apply to me or um, I don't need to pay attention to that. But when we start seeing uh, snippets of stories and we hear experiences that, yeah, that could be me or I don't want that to be me, it actually um, creates that connection. And that's so important. Even when we're saving for our futures, uh, a lot of times people will be resistant about delaying gratification and maybe saving for that next milestone they have or for their retirement uh, because they can't. They don't feel very connected with themselves and that future self that's out there. So if you, you try to think about, well, the, I, I know I'm not gonna eat out three times this week cause I really wanna go on that vacation in one year um, by, by actually tying it into yourself uh, makes it a little bit easier and to know you're not alone. Uh, so generally when I'm working with people it's not a, a finger wagging telling people what to do. It's trying to um, open up some questions and a framework for thinking through decisions so people can get to the right answer for themselves.
0: And as you know, we're all living through this COVID-19 pandemic. So I'm also curious to ask you about uh, how young people can remain uh, physically, uh, uh, sorry, financially responsible uh, during uh, this uh, pandemic as well.
1: Yeah, so for so many people, budgets have changed. And so, first step I would say is to figure out how much does it cost uh, for you to cover your living expenses? See if there's been any changes with COVID. Has something changed on how much money is coming in for you? Um, There's because people are staying home, there is maybe not necessarily the opportunity to go out and work. I, I do know a lot of my students do have jobs, which is great. But can you then package up some skills that you have and maybe offer some services on? I know a lot of friends of mine are looking for babysitters they're looking for music lessons they're looking for all kinds of things. So if you have a skill you might be able to bring in some extra money. And the final piece is to make sure that if you do qualify for government supports that you are making those applications and you're getting those funds. We don't know how long COVID is going to go on for and impact the economy. So even if you got in some extra cash, put it in your emergency fund or start an emergency fund uh, so that you can weather whatever happens for the rest of the year.
0: And I'm, I'm curious as uh, ask you on a personal level, why are you, uh, you uh, so intensely passionate about the work that you do?
1: Ever since I was a little kid, I have absolutely loved money, and and not because I like don't to hoard we all, it. all right. Oh, not everybody loves money, actually. So um, uh, I I imagine you you share my view, too, with that comment. Uh, But it wasn't to hoard it in my piggy bank. I learned at a really young age that money could allow you to do things that you wanted and get things that you wanted. Uh, So when I was a kid, I always wanted to go to the corner store and get some treats. And so I figured out a way to make money at six, seven years old um, out in my neighborhood so I could do that. And I was very fortunate because in my family, we talked about money from a very young age. So as I was growing up, I was learning age appropriate lessons that helped me. And so I know very well how knowing about money or not knowing can have a dramatic impact on your life. It can impact your your physical, your mental health. It impacts all your relationships, your stress levels. And so for me, if I can help one person, Take, have that mystery removed from money, it's really my privilege to do that because I know uh, about how wide that impact is. So I've spent a lot of time in my career when I was working in banking, volunteering um, with young people to help them learn about money. Um, then when I started my own business, the podcast is is really around um even if people can learn one thing. So it's called Young Money, the advice show for millionaires in the making. If people go on to be millionaires, that's wonderful. But I I really hope they're tuning in and they can apply and actually implement one of those tips so that um, they can focus on whatever is most important to them and money not be a barrier or an obstacle or something that's holding them back.
0: And through your podcast as well, do you find that it's another way for that human connection piece as well?
1: Absolutely. And, and as I mentioned, I, I like to give uh, guidance, frameworks, questions people can ask themselves as they're going through so that they can make decisions for themselves. But the goal is always to come from a place of positivity and um, to build confidence. So I, I talk about it kind of akin to the physical fitness. We might be taking our first step off the couch, gonna go for a, a walk around the block, um, or we could be learning about basic Uh, bank accounts on the physical side we could be training for marathons or we could be learning to be a more sophisticated investor so everybody is somewhere on their financial fitness journey and there's no right or wrong place to be but if you you take up the the challenge of becoming more financially fit you're going to move ahead at your own rate of progress and it's so important to keep in mind and be kind to yourself if you do make a mistake that's okay get back on track, um, move forward uh, tomorrow. Uh, But just keeping that in mind, uh, I think serves people well and and having those questions so they can start um, making their own decisions about money and building up their money confidence is really important.
0: And as young entrepreneurs weigh whether or not to start a business, I'm wondering in this economic climate, what would you tell people uh, when they're trying to trying to decide whether to start a business or not. Where, where, where should they start looking to see if it's a viable option for them?
1: Um, so going back to that business plan, fleshing out their idea, making sure that somebody wants to pay money for it and that it's a a reasonable amount. There are a lot of great resources in Canada where people can get information. So the Business Development Bank of Canada, I do some work with them as well. They've got a fantastic website. They've got templates to do business plans. They even have an online game for financial management. uh, So you can bring up your financial acumen as it pertains to the business. Uh, Another great organization to learn um, things about starting up is Startup Canada. They've got a couple different podcasts. They do Twitter chats every single week. And there are tons of really great resources available for young entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs of any age um, where you can get access to information. People are also very willing to share their time. So on the Twitter chats, I'm a part of those on Wednesday. Head over to Twitter, ask us some questions, anything that you've got burning in the back of your mind, uh, because I can guarantee that the entrepreneurship community is very uh, kind. They like to pay it forward. And so they will be more than happy. May not be right in the moment you need your question answered, but people will be very willing to share of their experience. Uh, You don't need to make the missteps that that I made or someone else made. You can learn from us and then make some new ones.
0: As a former bank executive, 1st I'm wondering your thoughts on the role banks have to play in helping young entrepreneurs and all of us sort of recover from this pandemic and make sure that our economy is thriving again once the pandemic is over.
1: So, I mean, the banks have been supporting with the government to roll out a lot of the support programs. Um, so whether it be like the SIBA the program where, where money is forgiven, uh, if you make certain payments or they have government-backed um, loans that they're rolling out. I think there's also an education piece that is very important for banks to step up and, and fill that, that guidance area. Uh, and as I mentioned, BDC does a fantastic job of that. Uh, but I would say that the onus also falls on the entrepreneurs to develop a relationship with their bankers, um, keep them apprised of what's going on in their business, and um, be transparent. So if you do need some assistance, um, I know certainly when COVID first hit, um, individuals and business owners were reaching out to see if there was any opportunity to defer their payments, so that they could wait to make those payments when things were a little bit more certain in their cash flow. Um, so thinking of the, the banker as your partner is really important. And I'm
0: also wondering if you had any thoughts on how uh, in this age do you think we can get more uh, women entrepreneurs interested in business and educated on their uh, financial fitness so that we can establish more uh, business diversity? I'm wondering your thoughts there as well.
1: Uh, so I think there's no better time to learn about um, business or personal finance. There are so many sources where you can find information um, and lots of women role models who are out there. Uh, when I was going to business school and I was starting in banking, there wasn't as many uh, female role models as there are today. So look for those role models. Use LinkedIn uh, if you're interested in that area. A great organization that we do have in Canada is through Toronto Finance International. They have a program called a and they very much have networking opportunities. They've got a job board. They actually have some, some training and they give out a digital badge to help students learn more about financial services and prepare them or working in that industry. And so I think whether or not you go on to work in financial services, it's a fantastic organization um, where you can um, learn more about it in a way that probably uh, takes away some of those myths or things you're thinking about it. They may not be this fun. Um, you might have some negative connotations about banking, uh, but getting into finance, it's very rewarding. Uh, I know for myself, being able to help entrepreneurs um, with their journeys and to hit the goals they have for their individual businesses, is, it's really rewarding. And so I encourage all women to get involved, uh, look for those role models. And um, anybody who's listening, feel free to reach out on LinkedIn, happy to answer any questions.
0: Yeah, I, I tell you, LinkedIn's a great, great networking tool. I can improve people there all the time, so absolutely. And I'm curious to also know, you know, Tracy, I live my life by uh, the mantra that inclusion is the gateway to independence for individuals with disabilities. And as you know, I have uh, spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. So my next question for you is, how do you think entrepreneurship can open up doors for individuals with disabilities as well?
1: I think the onus is on the entrepreneur to educate themselves. Um, I've recently been taking some courses that have to do with my teaching, and I am working in a course right now how to teach adults with disabilities, whether they be physical or, or otherwise. And I've been learning so many wonderful things. And I think it's about checking our biases and our assumptions. And... If you hire an individual to work in in your business who has a disability, it doesn't mean it's going to be negative impacting the business. And I think that, um, as I said, the onus needs to be on the business owner to open their minds. Number one, get educated about what that can look like and then look for opportunities to actively do that hiring. Um, Because I think that the more diverse voices we have, the more diverse ideas, the better off our businesses will be.
0: Absolutely. And my final question for you, Tracy, is when you look at your financial and and personal and professional legacy, how do you think you would want that to be defined?
1: I certainly want it to be defined as a person in a business who was there to um, take that mystery out of money, who was there to eliminate any barriers around getting access to it and education around it. Uh, We launched this year or in 2020 the Young Money Scholarship Fund, which we will continue this year. And so that's really geared around helping take some of that financial barrier out of students being able to pay for school. Um, so, So that's been really fun. It is amazing to see how wonderful those students students are and what they've accomplished at such young ages and I am excited to keep that going and build it up further so we can give even more money out um, to post secondary students
0: absolutely and if people want to get connected with you personally how can I do that
1: Uh, best way is on linkedin. Uh, so um, connect with me there. Tracy has an E and Visit has two S's 2 T's. And I uh, love to hear questions or comments. And uh, for any young people listening, we do have a money planner coming out uh, later this year. And so you can head over to visitbook.com and get on the waitlist to find out when that's available.
0: Fantastic, Tracy. I really want to thank you for taking uh, some time during these snowy and uh, cold times here in Canada to talk some money management with me. I really enjoyed our conversation and I want to thank you for the insights and perspective that you brought to the show this morning and for your time. It's most appreciated.
1: Thank you so much, Kevin. It's been my pleasure. Fantastic, Tracy.